And this morning we have the great honour and privilege of having a guest speaker. But before I invite him up, I, I might just let you know what you're in for and the background uh, of this person. We, we, we're very fortunate to have Pastor Don Easton from C3 Rabina on the Gold Coast here with us this morning. And some of you may not know Don, but um, let me tell you, he, he is somebody who's had a great influence on the churches here in South Australia, even though he, he's up in Queensland. Um, he, he actually, and I think I've got this correct, in his younger days ran a, a youth group at Bethany Church down in the Southern Vales, um, or was involved with it, which is, of course, where Vicky and I grew up. So we knew Don. We actually had no idea he was doing it, so we didn't know him then. Um, but I also have it on good authority that, that, that it was Don who managed to convince Pastor Bruce Williams not to be an Anglican pastor, but to start a C3 church here. <laughs> and let me tell you, I am deeply grateful that Don did that, because when Vicky and I took over our church, if it hadn't been for Bruce and Julie, um, we'd have sunk without a trace. Um, so... Don has had great influence in that. He also um, uh, had a, a lot of influence in C3 Salisbury um, when that first started as well. So he, he's, he's had, his, had an interest in the health and, and the growth of churches here in, in South Australia from a very uh, early age. Uh, not that he's old now, um, but uh, he, he's been building his church in Queensland for many years. It's a successful and, and great influence on the Gold Coast there. Uh, he has been involved in the uh, C3 Global Organisation, or the C3 Australia as the National Operations Director. Um, he has a, a real heart for the local church, and he's going to bring a word to us that is for us at this moment. So I want you to give a warm Adelaide welcome, a warm Norwood welcome to Pastor Don Easton. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Ah, it's so good to be here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Before you sit down, I'd like you to uh, join with me in prayer. I'd like you to pray for your pastors today. One of the things that's uh, so important in the life of a church is to continually uphold your leadership in, in prayer. Because you, you, your prayers affect, affect your church. You know that? Your, your, your prayers make the difference. And, and especially during this time when you embark on vision builders, that this is one of the points of contest and one of the points where your prayers significantly make a difference. So, so this morning, it would be really great to join in prayer. Like every one of you, just begin to pray for your pastors, for Chris and Vicky. They are honorable people. They are people who faithfully have served the Lord. Oh, Father, thank you. Oh, Father, thank you for this couple. Thank you, Father. Come on, friends, raise your voices here in prayer this morning. Go, go into a contest for them. Grab a hold of blessings for them. Go to the throne of grace for them today. Oh, my God. Oh, Father, thank you. Prayers of protection over their lives. The blood of Jesus covers them. Their children, their children's children, extended families. God, oh God, I thank you. God, I thank you. Oh, Father, thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for this faithful couple. Father, Father, their patient endurance. 
and patient endurance. Father, thank you. Father, Father, you reward their, their patient endurance. Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Blessing upon blessing, increase upon increase. Expansion upon expansion. Father, thank you. For you shall spread out to the right and to the left. And your descendants shall settle the desolate lands. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Amen. By your prayers this morning, I can tell you you love your pastors. So why don't you give them a round of applause and say, we love you guys. <laughs> Wonderful. 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 Now you can be seated. Can I, um, actually, can, can I, can I, Stand here. Is that okay? Can you still see me okay? I, ha I have a heart for this, for this state. I was born Port Augusta, or as uh, we called it when I was a little kid, Port Augusta. Lived there for, or stood in North Railway for 18 years, and uh, moved down to the city of Adelaide uh, when I was about 18. Got filled with the Holy Spirit here in the city of Adelaide. I met Jesus a few years earlier up in the country in a place called Melrose at a youth camp. And it changed my life, meeting Jesus Christ. And, and so as a young man, I'd often sit up at um, Windy Point, not with a girlfriend. Those of you who remember Windy Point, take your girlfriend. Before, before those days, just sit there. And pray over the city of Adelaide, oh Adelaide, Adelaide, how the Lord wants to gather you under his wings. It's a prayer I pray, so I guess that's why God has given me some opportunities to be involved in helping to build his church, and it's pretty awesome. My, my wife Adrian sends her love today. She was hoping to be here, and we'd planned to be here. But her, her father passed away on Tuesday, and so she needed to be with her family. So she has traveled to Warabra. Do you know where Warabra is? Mid-north, through Clare. Go through Clare, Gladstone, keep going, and you'll get to uh, Wirrabarra. And um, it's just the other side of Piri from the ranges. Um, but uh, it's very cold there this morning. But my dear Adrian sends her, sends her love and greetings to you. As, as I was um, preparing and praying to be here this morning, um, Chris and Vicky, the Lord put upon my spirit, Hebrews 10.36. I read it to you. Uh, Patient endurance is what you need right now, so you will continue to go do God's will. Then you'll receive all that he has promised. And um, th th this is a scripture which encourages people to keep going in their relationship with Jesus and, and knowing that the Lord is going to return and so it's going to be okay and so keep going. But, um, but Chris and Vicky, the Lord impressed upon me that uh, you are people of patient endurance, that this is the who you are. And so in response to that, that you will receive all that he has promised. It is it's upon you. <laughs> it's upon you. Patient endurance. You're champions and love you guys. It's just, just awesome. Salute you. 
that this morning in our church in C3 Rubina, my son Josh is preaching and, and our church sends their greetings and says hi to C3 Norwood. Isn't, isn't it great to be part of the C3 church family and, and, and to walk in here and feel at home, to be able to lift your hands in worship and, and go, ah, oh, this so feels at home and to smell the smell of beautiful brewed coffee and... Uh, <sighs> I love I love our church family and C3 C3 family. Um, just a little background on myself. I'm, I'm a father of three children. Adrian and I have three kids. They're all all married now. Uh, one lives in in Melbourne, Sarah and her husband Matt, and they have a little child Joel. And we'll see, see them on Monday, which is which is pretty special. And and I have a, my youngest daughter. Kate is married to Ash, and they're in Sydney town. And uh, they're expecting their first baby, which will be uh, due by Christmas, which will be grandchild number four, which is very exciting. And uh, Josh, our son, is married to Katrina, and he's executive pastor back in our church and at home. And uh, they have two delightful little kids, and Alexander is, is three. He has stolen my heart. And, and uh, those of you who are grandparents know what that means. Those of you who don't, it's the best kept secret of the most amazing adventure of your life that you'll ever get to experience. And um, uh, little Alexander uh, left a message on my phone, little little uh, voice uh, message, uh, pictures of himself saying, Granddad, Granddad, I need to speak to you now. Where are you? <laughs> Three-year-old. And little Gabby, his younger sister, is... Uh, a little delightful girl. She's one years of age, and she just uh, ah melted my heart. Anyway, that that's me. I, I love riding motorbikes. I have a Harley, and um, that's a little. Anyway, it's enough. I've just about ridden down the road. <laughs> Come back here this morning. John chapter two. If you got a Bible, open it up. John chapter two. I'm going to speak to you from the, from the wedding of Cana. This is Jesus' first miracle. And I, I, I love this miracle. It's, it's, it, when you're thinking of all the miracles that, that John could write, and, and John, John makes a comment towards the end of his gospel, and he says, he says well, there's lots of other things that Jesus did, but, but these things I wrote so that you might believe, and through believing have life in his name. This is, the, this is the why John chose these and, and delib- deliberately did so from all, all, the, all the many miracles that, that Jesus did. Such a beautiful story. John chapter 2 verse 1. The next day, there was a wedding celebration in the village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there and Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. The wine supply ran out during the festivities, so Jesus' mother told him, they have no more wine. Dear woman, that's not our problem, Jesus replied. My time has not yet come. But his mother told the servants, do whatever he tells you. Standing nearby, there were six stone water jars. Used for Jewish ceremonial washing, each could hold uh, 75 to 113 liters. That's a big jar. Jesus told his servants, fill the jars with water. 
And when the jars had been filled, he said, now dip some out and take it to the master of ceremonies. So the servants followed his instructions. When the master of ceremonies tasted the water that was now wine, not knowing where it had come from, though of course the servants knew, he called the bridegroom over and he says, the host always serves the best wine first. And he said, then when everyone has a lot to drink, he brings out the least expensive wine. But you have kept the best wine until now. This miraculous sign at Cana of Galilee was the first time Jesus revealed his glory. And his disciples believed in him. And after the wedding, he went to Capernaum for a few days with his mother and brothers and disciples. And Jesus, you're present here with us now. And you're still in the business of turning water into wine. And Jesus, there's some people here, the situation feels like it's just water. And I'm asking you to turn it into wine. Oh God, would you come? Impart a gift of faith into people's hearts and lives today. Jesus, Jesus, Show off your glory in our lives, in our circumstances, in this church. Make your name famous in the city of Adelaide and beyond. Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. So, so as I launch into this preach this morning, I want you to know that, um, that our church, our church also, like C3 churches right around the globe, is in division builders just right now and and we're, we're focusing and and we as a church of every encouraging everyone to be involved in in the vision builders and uh just as a as, as a can i put a pastor's hat on and not just the preacher's hat but the but as a pastor i want to say to you that one of the things that will do your heart good is just being involved to some degree and, and just something it, it locates your heart. And, I, and I've seen that as we've celebrated just 25 years now of our church's existence, that that's, that as people who go, I'm going to be involved and make a sacrifice and knit my heart with others. It's not the amount you give, although that makes a difference what you do give, but it's, the big thing is the sacrifice you make. It's not equal giving, but it's equal sacrifice. Come on, we can build the church. And, and this is the thing that makes the biggest difference. It's the gate of heaven and making it open and so people can access him. And I, I know the church is the people, but it's the place where the people meet. It's, it's the home where the family lives. It's, it's, it's the place where people access the kingdom of God. And, and we do this so that, so that just like you've experienced Jesus, presuming you have, and if you haven't, you can today you can pray a prayer and invite jesus christ to come into your life and and he will make his home inside of you and and will knit you together in the family of god but but if you already are a part of the family of god you'll know how precious that is and 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 you will so want others to share in that too that that's that's the why we do this so so please please join in that and um Get involved. You know, I, I, I love seeing kids in our church you know, committing their $4 a week. It's just beautiful. 
And from the time they get to teenage years, it's like, bam, they're away. One of our young couples in our church, they're just 30, 32. They've been married 10 years now. Um, ben and Shell, they've been, they've been part of Vision Builders in our church for about 12 years. They're uh, now both professional young people. But when they started, they were, were back in high school. It's like, <laughs> but now, now they're both uh, fully employed. Now they're in their second home. They own another one besides the one they're in. Sacrificially, they gave and gave and gave and gave and gave, and God just opened doors for them. It's like, missed the opportunity to, for God to build your life as He builds His church. So let's get into the scripture. I love weddings. I so love weddings. Aren't they, aren't they a fun time? George is telling me how she's helping with my niece's wedding in September. And weddings are such beautiful, beautiful occasions. Can you imagine Jesus going to the wedding? And why did he put this in as the first miracle? Could you imagine the bride turning up at the ceremony and the beautiful flowers there would be adorning her and, 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 and the bridesmaids? It's, that there would be a canopy. There'd be a canopy where which represents the blessing of God upon, upon the relationship and upon the, the, the Jewish young couple being, being married here because that's, that's what they were. Probably the, the mothers, the, the mother and the mother-in-law or the mother and the mother-in-law, whichever side you were and the, which side of the family you were, that they, they, were, they would both take a plate during the ceremony and they would smash the plate. That's a pretty interesting ceremony. And, and do you know what that's for? That, that, that means if, if, if you break this thing, referring, speaking to the groom and to the bride, then, then, then you're going to have a real hard time putting this back together, just like a plate is broken. So this is a precious thing, so don't go breaking it. So, yeah, don't break the marriage. The, the, the rabbi will be praying a prayer of blessing, God's blessing upon the couple and reading and reading from Genesis how, how this is God's design and God created and it's not good for a man to be alone and this is, this is God's idea of a couple, couple being together. And, and they'd be drinking from a, from a cup of wine, a symbol of joy. There'd be music and dancing and there'd be laughter. How was Mary connected to this family? We, we really don't know. But it would have been quite a large, large affair, uh, especially because they had so many that they ran out of wine. Mary had a familiarity with the servants to be able to speak to them directly, to be able to say to the servants, well, you need to do what Jesus tells you to do. Like just not every person that would come to the wedding would have that familiarity or that kind of link with the, with the, with the servants of the house for them to take notice of this, of this woman. Uh, was it her brother? Was it, we don't know the relationship. They ran out of wine. I, I find it amazing that uh, Jesus is almost rude to his mother. As, as they've run out of wine and and, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, turns to Jesus and says, Jesus, they've run out of wine. And, and, and some of the versions, versions say, woman, this has nothing to do with me. Like, hello, this you're talking to your mum. This is the mother of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is, the, this is the one whom the Holy Spirit visited and you're speaking to a woman. Would you speak to your mum like that? No, don't answer that. Please don't. Please don't. Uh, it, but it, it, it softens in, in this version that we read, dear woman. 
Uh, I would have just said, Mum. <laughs> and and then, then she says, well, uh, well, Jesus says, my time has not yet come. And, and, I, and I'm, I've, I'm really about the kingdom of God. And I've, I've got this purpose. And, and, and there's this reason why the Father has sent me to earth. And, and, and we've got this plan that we're unfolding. And, and, and I, I can imagine Jesus being very mindful of the purpose that he's there for, the preaching of the kingdom of God and, and the mission manual that's been laid out and the purpose, this is not in the plan. But Jesus' mother says, do whatever he says to the servants. And, and the six jars, do, do, do you know, it would have taken 200 of these to fill one jar. 200 of these. So, so we're, we're talking... Um, like a 20-litre bucket, like what a person can reasonably carry if they're doing it 30 times, which they'd need to do 30 20-litre buckets to fill one jar. You're getting the picture like, like we're talking a significant amount of water they would have need to fetch. This would not have happened just like this. Maybe you've tried to fill a, an inflatable swimming pool. We, we use them for baptisms at home. And, and, and I know our deacons team, that it, it, it's not a five-minute job. They have to be there at least an hour earlier to, to, to get this water in this, in this bath <laughs> for people to get baptized. Um, it would have taken a bit of time. And you imagine the chatter that would have gone, well, what's going on? They've run out of wine, and, and yet the servants are busy doing this. Like they're tracking in, you know, one bucket after one bucket after one bucket after one bucket, and there's 20 times for each of these six jars. That's a lot of water. And where'd they get that from in this desert? Oh. Just a little bit of background for you. And then... And then in this ceremony, Jesus says, well, why don't you dip a bit of the water out now and take it to the Master of Ceremonies? And the Master of Ceremonies goes, wow. Like, really? This is nice stuff. The Master of Ceremonies knows his wine. He knows what would qualify as the top of the range. Like, the, the, like James Halliday would go, what number was this? It had to be, had to be a McLaren Vale vintage. I'm sure it would be. It's my favourite too. I, I think it'd be a 90, 94, 5, 6. It, it'd be up there, wouldn't it? It's like this is the best to last. And God saves the best to last. And this is his first miracle. So that's the picture. That's the picture. So here's the first thing I want to say, which all the rest is preamble. You can ask Jesus to do something that he wasn't planning to do. You can activate your faith and talk to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the one who is coming again to take us to be with him forever. The one who was the firstborn, the creator of the heavens and the earth, that you can ask him to do something that he wasn't planning to do. And because you ask him, he'll, he'll listen.
Some of you would say, well, but who am I to ask Jesus Christ to do something like that? Can the hand of God be moved? Yes, it can. The scripture shows clearly. And, and, and you go, well, but there are so many other scriptures that show Jesus was doing something or going somewhere or about to, about to enter another town. And yet someone comes to him and says, Jesus. And he goes, yeah, let's do that. The centurion whose servant was sick. Jesus, if you just say the word, my servant will be healed. Up until then, Jesus was going around touching people or speaking to them, speaking to blind eyes and that open, speaking to deaf ears and that open. But here, the centurion turns up, Jesus just says a word and in another place, in another, another area, another town, another place, the word of God travels and the centurion servant gets healed. Or, or the woman that passes away through the crowd and goes, if I just touch him, I will be healed. And Jesus said, who touched me? He wasn't organized to heal her at that morning, moment of time. But because she reached out in faith. You can ask Jesus to do things he wasn't planning to do. So how do you get positioned to ask him, well, just be at the party. <laughs> be there where Jesus is. Isn't that what you're doing this morning? Aren't you here where Jesus is? And, and, and doesn't, doesn't the scripture say that, that he's preparing a feast, a wedding feast? And, and that you've got an invitation? Yeah? You can come and sit at the banquet with him. There's a place for you. In uh, Matthew 12, 48, it says, when asked the question about um, your mother and brothers are here, and Jesus said, who is my mother and who are my brothers? And he pointed to his disciples and said, look, these are my mother and my brothers. Anyone who does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. You're doing the will of the Father? You're qualified to ask him. What does the Father want most? You to know him, to love him. Yeah? Yeah. Do you love him? Do you know him? Have you invited him into your life? Well, aren't you doing the thing that he asks you to do? Doesn't that qualify you? Doesn't that give you a seat at the table? Yeah? I got a seat at the table. And in Ephesians, it says, he has raised me up and seated me with Christ in the heavenly places. I got a seat with him. I can lean over and say, Jesus, what am I trying to do this morning? What's my assignment? My assignment is to put faith into your spirit and say, come on, that which you're not asking for, you need to start asking for. That which you're not believing for, you need to start believing for. Some of you are sitting at a wedding feast and going, well, they run out of wine and that's just too bad. We've got to drink water now. I tell you, there's a miracle waiting to occur because you boldly in faith will approach the throne of grace in your time of need. Come on. Come on. So what do you need to do to action a miracle? I find this amazing that right now 
I know there's some people in this room that need a financial miracle in their lives. How do you get a financial miracle? Well, you take some of the water and you pour it out. You fill out the vision builder's commitment card and pledge and say, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give my dollar, my 10, my 15, my 20 dollars a week. And some of you need to add a few more zeros because that's your capacity. You do what you can according to your capacity. This miracle wouldn't have occurred without filling the jars with water. This miracle would not have occurred if they did not fill the jars with water. Some people have an, a lotto attitude to giving. One day, when I strike it rich, I'm going to give, when I get that million dollars, I can give 100,000 of it to church. And people turn up in my 25 years saying, Pastor, I'm going to do this business venture and when I make it rich, when I make this, make this property deal, I'm going to bring a tenth of it and give it to you. The thing, the thing I like to say is, are you giving a tenth now? Because if you're not, you won't then. If you're not being generous with what you've got now, it's not going to happen then. And the Bible actually says if you're faithful in the little things, you get rewarded and he increases. And that's how it works starts with a little it starts with a little so please don't have a lotto attitude to giving because that doesn't work so the servants took action they listened to the command of the Jesus mother <laughs> so some of you are thinking and I'm just flicking forward because I'm just conscious of the time and know what Jesus he needs to do something else here besides this message how much do you give let me give a really simple answer to this how much do you need to give at vision builders what does the bible verse say do whatever he tells you I'm not talking about bringing a tithe because a tithe is a tithe and a tithe is a percentage to it and so therefore you can easily work that out. So that's, that's not complicated and all of us, maybe they made it simple for us because we live in Australia just to move the decimal place one point. That's how you make a tithe. Uh, but what do you give? Would you ask him? Jesus, I need a miracle. Well, what's he saying to you? Ask him. Would you ask him? Jesus, what can I give? Do whatever he tells you. Well, get some water and fill the jar. How many jars? Six jars. But they hold 113 litres each. Well, and? It's going to take how many hours? So? Do whatever he tells you. Lean over to someone and say, do whatever he tells you. Do whatever he tells you. Do whatever he tells you. If it seems impossible, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Just do what you can. Do whatever he tells you. So the principles behind this, behind this message this morning. 
Let me give you the principle. The principle is this. You can ask God to do things that he wasn't expecting to do. You can talk to him. Is that simple? Second one is, do whatever he tells you. So if you're asking to do a miracle in your world, well, I need a job. Well, okay, Jesus, what do I do? Do whatever he tells you. Can you do that? Beautiful. And, and here's the awesome thing. As a result of the miracles in your lives, as a result of the miracles, because you're going to get his attention, as a result of doing whatever he tells you, look at this, verse 11. This, this, is, this, is, this is what I love. It says, this miraculous sign at Cana in Galilee was the first time Jesus revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. There's some people in this room who are going to ask Jesus to do something he wasn't planning to do. They're going to do whatever he tells them to do. And the result is that there's going to be people around your lives who are going to see a miraculous sign and put their trust in Jesus Christ. Yeah? That's worthy of giving God some thanks, isn't it? Yeah? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the miracles that are going to occur in our lives and the people are going to put their faith in Him. So, so, so that's the deal as to why, why a church would, or they used to say, or put on a plaque on a building, to the glory of God. I used to look at that as a kid and go, what's that about? Now I know. This is showing off to the heavenly realms and to people in our lives. This is God and he's magnificent. That's why we build the church. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Come on, could you stand to your feet for a moment? Would you begin to pray? And I'll let, let this message, this word from God, put into, sink into your spirit today and... Just begin to pray in the Holy Spirit if you can. If you can't, just begin to pray and talk to God. And, and, and you might find some funny words coming out of your mouth you'd never learned before. But just begin to pray. Engage your spirit with the Spirit of God. God, God, oh God. God, oh God. There's some people here today in need of miracles. And, and, and they've run out of wine. They've run out of resources. God, God, oh God. They're calling out your name, Jesus. They're getting your attention today. Come on, grab a hold of Jesus today in this place. Push through the crowd like the woman. If I just touch him today, if I just touch him, come on, faith rises in your heart today. Faith, stir faith in your heart today. Would you believe in him? Would you put your faith in him? Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Oh, Rebushundor, 
Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, who can do God, oh God. God, oh God. Would you lift your hands to heaven just right now? Just lift your hands to heaven. I want you to practice listening. Jesus, what would you say to me? What is it you want me to do? What is it you want me to give to Vision Builders this year? Jesus, you speak to me. You speak to me, Lord. Visions and dreams. Visions and dreams. Visions and dreams. Jesus, we so want your glory to be shown over the city of Adelaide. God, oh God, churches to be built, lives to be impacted in this city and beyond. God, oh God. Families to feel safe all over the city. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Let your kingdom come upon the city of Adelaide. Oh, Adelaide, oh, Adelaide. How I would gather you under my wings. Jesus, thank you for your heart for this city. You weep for this city, Jesus, for its salvation. Jesus, Jesus, visit this city. Build this church and churches all over the city. Raise up a vast and mighty army of people who boldly pronounce your name. Proclaim that our God is a God who delivers, he saves, he heals, he restores, he sets free. That our Jesus is the King of kings and is the Lord of lords, that he is the one who is coming again. He is the judge of the living and the dead. Jesus, you are Lord. You're our saviour. Jesus. Holy Spirit, come. In these last couple of moments, I want to ask you about your relationship with Jesus Christ. I want to ask you how you're doing. If you were to die today, would you boldly approach the gates of heaven knowing this is your destination, this is your home? My father's house and many mansions, and he's told you that he's gone there to prepare a place for you. Do you know that heaven is your home? If you don't know that heaven is your home, today I want you to be sure of your salvation. I want you to be sure that heaven is your home. I want you to know, surely. Maybe you've prayed a prayer and Jesus come into my life, but you've wandered away and here today in church you go, I've got to fix this, my relationship with God. It's not like it needs to be. I'm sorry, Jesus, it's gone cold. Jesus, you're welcome in my life. I give my life again to you. Or maybe you need to pray for the first time, Jesus, come into my life. 
What really matters, really matters is this relationship with him. So while every eye is closed and every head is bowed in this place, if this is you, you know that you need to pray this prayer today. Jesus, come into my life. You're doing it for the first time or you're coming back to him or you want to be sure that heaven is your home. Just invite you to open your eyes. Look at me. Raise your hand and say, I got to get this fixed. I got to get this relationship with God fixed. I, I want back in. I, I, I want Jesus in my life for the first time. I'm, or I'm coming back into relationship with Him. Or, God, I want to be sure that heaven is my home. If one of those three is you, I invite you now to raise your hand and say, Don, would you pray for me this morning? Would you, would you pray? I want to fix my relationship with God. I, God, yes, sir, I, I see your hand. Who else is there? Who else is there that's wanting to get things right with God here today and courageously are going to step towards Him? And I'm coming to you, Jesus. 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 Jesus, I want in. Is there one more this morning? Jesus, I thank you. Thank you, Father, for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Sir, I'd like to pray with you. May I, may I pray with you, sir? Hi. Let's all pray together. Let's pray this prayer together. Dear God in heaven, I thank you for Jesus Christ that he died on the cross for me. Jesus, I ask you to wash me clean and to make me new. I thank you, Jesus, that I am forgiven. That in your sight, I'm holy, blameless, and above reproach. I thank you, God, that you welcome me and you love me. Holy Spirit, give me strength to live for Jesus every day.